you remember the first time you did? You, you of course. Was it at Echo? At Echo, right? Remember that? Did Khan like throw it in your mouth or something? He Dude. called his mom. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Bro, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. Is this recording? Yeah. So it was Elenium 2019. And um, it was, give it to me. And I was scared to do it, right? Because I mean, it's a right? So you don't know how it's going to affect you. And I was like, you know, get popped it in, waited 40 minutes. I had to take a shit. <laughs> and then I came out and you know, at echo the green lasers, right? They became like, I could smell it. It was so clear. And I was like, what the f***? That's kind of weird. And the next thing you know, um, it was like a domino effect of the effects of the, of the, so it was like crazy confidence, right? Remember who I DM'd? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I, I, don't DM, I DM'd this girl, and I was like, "Is it, is it the same girl yeah, that she same, took on to get, to get crepes?" Uh, oh, we shit. actually never got to go out, um, but I don't want to name drop because I don't think it's necessary. But you guys know who it is, female. <laughs> yeah, it was a girl. So anyway, so I DM'd her. Da, 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 da. Let's go ahead and uh, hang out next week if you're free. You know, we can get coffee or something. She left me on red, but that's besides the point. And then um, I had crazy confidence. I talked to every single person at Echo. I was, I'm was i a roamer when it comes to... Oh, man, you're one of those. Yeah, yeah, I'm a roamer. Like, yeah, I need to go by myself. <clears throat> and then, uh, obviously, it's a love drug, right? So uh, I did end up calling my mom. My whole family, actually. I called my sister, too. <laughs> uh, I was like, hey, Ma, I love you. Uh... Thank you for taking care of me and three other kids. Da, 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 da. Oh my! And um, she was like, "Okay, are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, but I'm okay now." And then that's the story. That's the story of of me the first time on. Now you, then, you missed out some things. All right, one thing, you was like sweating profusely, man. But that's no good. Like, she was like, ah, <laughs> ah, yeah. ah, and I was like. Jumped okay. up and down like crazy. He was going like crazy. And then he was on, there was a Snapchat. He's like, I love you all. And it's like one of those Snapchats that are like, or those like, get like, it's like shaking. So, yeah, so it's so blurry. He was just like, I love everyone. I love everyone. And he just like this. I was like, oh my so God. You have to understand, like, I, I didn't have like a babysitter, right? Because I was roaming. So I didn't know. You didn't let us babysit you. Right. So, like, I didn't know that obviously the effects of, of it. The effects of the, the, I didn't know that like, what I was doing is probably going to be very obvious to people who were sober, <laughs> right? And yeah, but you don't care you about that. Yeah, but like, well, uh, none of us were sober. It's, yeah, none like no sober. one was sober. No one was sober, and it's also my fault too, right? Because I, I really, I, I, the drug just took, <laughs> just took me. Um, and after that day is when I found out how to really act on it, right? Control. But I feel like it's a rite of passage for anyone who does. You're so much more different than everybody else who's like their first time. Like you were like, wow, because bro, when you, when you went off and did your own thing, you came back, you, like I saw you come back, I looked at you, was like, yeah. Yeah, but look, but look, but look, but look, but you, got, you guys know me sober, right? Like yeah. you guys know the personality that I have sober. Yeah. I just felt like they just took it times 10. Yeah. Right? And I'm not a different person on it. I think that uh, it, it's one of my favorite things to do, right? Uh, sparingly. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only, only twice a month. Only twice a year. Though. Twice, only a, twice, year. Only twice, twice a year. Twice a year. Uh, sparingly in, in, in moderation, but I do think uh, I have a theory that could cure world peace. But uh, that's that's some talk for another day. <laughs> hey man, but yeah, that was my first time using, and uh, I, I've never been like that again. <laughs> I've I've, I've uh, contained myself. What's up, Barry? Welcome to Talk Rise to Me. I'm Jesse. I'm Angela. Brad. What's up, guys? I'm Reza. I'm Jay. Reza. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That was Let's a good discussion. In. Oh man. <laughs> I'm nervous about what yeah, he's going to no, no, no. <laughs> He's about to draw a Venn diagram. We have this over here. You guys. This single with this. With the up in this joint. Yeah. Downtown. Uh, <laughs> uh, my mind's really, it's a lot. I'm a cancer, you know? I, just, I feel a lot. <laughs> so These are my emotions. <laughs> okay, so there's something that everybody in this room should or want to be doing right now, but you're not. Okay. What is stopping you from doing that thing? That's deep, bro. Let me start. <laughs> I can start with that. Okay. I will start. Like, like, start with like, what is this thing that you've always wanted to do? I'm not gonna put it out there. I don't want to put it out there just because people tend to ruin. Okay, okay, okay. okay when okay, you okay. put things out there like that, people will always shoot holes into it, or why it won't work. Okay. So you can answer the second part. The yeah, I will answer the second part. <clears throat> I guess I will say it's twofold, right? When you want to do something. It's not that you want to be accepted per se. It's when you do something, it's like, oh, I want to be appreciated for what I'm doing. Are you saying do something new or are you saying do something? Do, some, do something okay. that you're doing. You want to be, or in my mind, maybe this is like a good thing or bad thing, you know, that I'm looking or I want something to be appreciated or whatnot. And it's like doing that, one, the first part is to do so is going to take a lot of money. Okay. Well, not a lot of money, but a good bit of money. And as a as a kid, I learned money in a wrong way. Sure. You know, I learned as oh my god, it's so valuable. You shouldn't spend it on stuff. Like you should be very. Frugal. Like you should be very risk averse. Yeah, be very risk adverse. It yeah. wasn't until recently that my mom and dad literally sat me down, like, no, take your money and spend it on stuff that will that you want to like don't spend on dumb stuff but if you think this money can take you somewhere spend it like don't like spend it on stuff that matters don't don't spend on a bunch of bs that in a month you're never going to use it again like if 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 it could help you grow spend that money so i'm like okay so i was like okay i'll so that's kind of rewind i'm slowly working that way but that's that's one obstacle is the okay. money the second is whether it will be accepted and appreciated okay you know what i mean but I realize I, the thing that's I'm going against that, like I said, it's, it's taking time. Is the people that don't appreciate it, I shouldn't worry about. Sure. But I, but that takes the time to yeah. get over. Like the people that don't appreciate, it, don't appreciate it, and that's yeah. fine. And the people who do appreciate it will appreciate it. Versus whether or not it's one person, no, well, the one person, which is myself, two people, or a thousand people, it doesn't matter. Okay. You know, that's that's what's stopping me is those two things. Okay. And the third thing is. Just, no, no, that's just those two things. So you said whatever this thing that you feel like you should be doing or yes. doing, you're saying that the barrier to entry for you is you needing to unlearn financial um, Bad. dogmas. It's that, basically that like scarcity. Up with. Yeah. yeah, the scarcity mindset. Yes. And I think both of them are about scarcity. I think one obviously is money and the other one basically not caring as much about your non-supporters. Yes. It's yeah. like the people who don't care. Like, I shouldn't be worried about yeah. those people that don't yeah. care or won't care or, or people who say negative comments about yeah. it or whatever that might be. Yeah. But 
I shouldn't care, but I do care. But I know that I shouldn't care. It's very easy for someone like me to be like, Jay, just do it, right? Yeah, but exactly. I think like when you're the person who is taking on this really big endeavor, that mental block is so debilitating. It's like a fucking prison. Yes. Right? And I know what you mean, and I'll never be like, Jay, just get over it. Because when when I started to create content, right, like I had those, I had those fears too. Yeah. Like what if people don't agree with what I'm saying? What yeah. You, like, you know what I'm saying? So... The irony in that is, the irony is that you only get over that once you face it. No, yeah, I agree. You know, and I think you know that too. I agree, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why it's like a, it's like a tug of war. I will say the way I I've realized I'm getting over it is just doing honestly doing this podcast because Jesse and I will make clips and people will say stuff about them or people will say stuff pertaining to the podcast, not even just in the comments, but like. Jesse says, the people who don't like it, it's not for them. Yeah. And the people that do like it, it's, it's for them. Whether or not it's one fan, two fans, zero fans, 100 fans. It's yeah. not or it's not for the th- people who don't, hate, who, who don't like it. It's not for them, those people. Brad asked me when I first started this, he asked me, why don't you promote this on your, social, your, your personal like, social media? And I said, because I don't care about the, um, this, the people in this area. I, not not that I don't care about y'all. It's Re, like reword that. Reword okay, that one sorry. more time. One it's more right. time. I am not okay. The answer to that is I am not worried about the few in this area. Cause like the few in this area counts for maybe like a couple hundred, right? What is that? I'm not I'm not my audience is not you guys. That's why your opinion of me and your opinion of, of this, it does not matter to me because I'm trying to appeal to people in us from all over the globe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why am I fishing in this little pond if I, I could fish in the ocean? I don't know if you guys know who Mel Robbins is. But yes. She, yeah, she she had this podcast and she said that the content you make on social media is not for your friends. Exactly. Right? It's for the outreach that you have the possibility to take on for like the people who don't know you. Um, and that's actually your audience. You know, your audience are not your friends. And I think when people start up social media, whether they want to do a podcast, they want to do YouTube or whatever, I think they get fixated on, oh, are my high school friends that I haven't talked to in 10 years who still follow me are going to fuck with this. Yeah. And that's so like, nah, brother, I don't do that. Um, so yeah, I agree with, with, with what you're saying on that, um, about how like you're not wanting to promote this because for example, on Instagram, it's basically people that you've, that you know, exactly. that know you, right? Exactly. Um, the people, so. this, it's like this, the people that will support you will find you. Yeah. Like my yeah. friends who will support me will find me. Yeah. Right, the ones that don't want to support me, then don't. Yeah, that is fine. I don't care, yeah. and that's why I'm not promoting on my so on my personal app on my personal Instagram right now because you know why? Because I don't care. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if this blows up. I don't care if this dies. Yeah, like okay, actually, actually this ties into my answer when you when of your thing. Yes, my new outlook on I, I actually changed this recently within the in the last year. My whole outlook on life, my future. I don't give a damn about my future. Okay, explain. Like, okay, so like. I think people spend so much time dwelling on their future, trying to like worry about what I want to do. I want to do this. I am I meant for this place? Do I need to go here? I need to do this. I'm like, why? Why are you spending so much time thinking about your future where probably more than likely what you think is going to happen doesn't even happen? Like you basically self-defeat yourself even before you begin. So I said like, you know what? In order, in order to stop doing that, just stop worrying about the future. I told my friends that I told Jay this. I was like, Think about the last 10 years of your life. Bro, my success rate in anything is 100%. Anything that I've ever done, anything I ever wanted to do, I got it done. In one way, shape, form, or fashion, it, got, it ended up 
benefited me in the end, whether it was being something taken away, whatever it was, it always, I was always had a success rate, whether I liked it or not. And in the end, if the outcome was not something that I liked at the time, it still benefited me. So I think if it, ha it was like that the last 10 years of my life, the rest of my life, I don't got to worry about it. I, that's why I told, I told my brother, I have no goals. I have no ambition. This sounds bad when I say that. I have no, like, objective. No. I just go through life, live in the moment. I do what I can do. Right now, I woke up today. I got a podcast today with my friends. I'm going to do my podcast with my friends. Edit it. Put it out to see what happens. I'm going to enjoy the moment. I'm going to enjoy the process of doing it. And whatever comes, comes. I'm not worried about it because you know what? Everything will take care of itself. And, like, you, you could ask my brother. I'm a very decisive person. Like, when I want to do something, I do it. Sure. Like I don't want like I don't have that blockages of like self defeating thought like I can't do this like <clears throat> I want to do this all right cool I'm gonna do it I'm not gonna second guess myself I'm just gonna do it like this podcasting like my brother my, like people my, I have friends tell me like you should do it my mom said you should do it all right I'm gonna do it so that's why that when I say that like I would not suggest it to everybody it's just for me that like I it makes my life easier when I'm just not worried about the future I just take it day by day minute by minute worry about just today what am I gonna do right now. All right, what I have planned uh, uh, later today, cool. And whatever comes tomorrow, comes tomorrow. Whatever, the rest of it, I'll just don't worry about it. It'll okay. take care of itself. Uh, Angela? Well, a question for you. Okay. Did that happen because life events happened and then you decided to rework, relook, and how you go with about life? Or just like a conscious thing was like, F it all, let's try this out. It was an observation um, amongst myself and other people because I'm a very perceptive people. I love um, watching other people, watching other people's situations. I love the tea. <laughs> I love the tea, you know? And so, um, and the reason why I like the tea is because I want to know other people's situations so I can self-reflect and learn from those and just, like, understand people better, you know? And what changed my thought process was, like, why am I spending so much time thinking about this, thinking about that, and, like, <laughs> After some time, I said, dude, like, what was the point of me even worrying? What was the point of me even stressing about that? Like, it didn't even end up happening or did, this didn't even happen. So I'm like, after doing that for, like, so many years and just kind of reflecting for so many years, I'm like, dude, why do I even do this to myself? I just, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. There's no point. And it was just like, just, I guess it was just like you just adapted. It was nothing like, I would, I would, this. it was basically, a portion of my life that I was dwelled on for a really long time for the last like decade of my life that was like a very dwindling thing on my life. And I realized that I spent a lot of time thinking about my future about that. Right. And it's got to the point where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not worried about it no more. I'm just gonna live my life, have a great time, <coughs> enjoy it day by day. And it just kind of seeped into every portion of my life. And that's just my outlook on everything now. So can I so you kinda because I'm trying to understand what you're saying, because I think it helped. So what Angela's asking, like, was it a conscious effort based on what you, on your experiences? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it was 100% conscious. Like, you know what? I'm going to wake up. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's not, it's not easy to do. Yeah. Because, like, you, it's just part of who you are to, like, whenever you approach something, like, dude, something simple as a guy, like a single guy going to a girl, you start self-defeating. You're like, dude, what if you get rejected? What are this? But it's like every little situation you go through, the way that it seeps into every little thing is, like, you start with the foundation with that mindset, right? Like, all right, I'm just going to live day by day and everything, whatever situation comes with me, I'm just going to, like, deal with it when I deal with it. I'm not going to worry about it, Yeah. right? And so, like, we just say something about, um, like, rejection, right? A lot of people have, have, a, have a problem being rejected or ghosted, 
correct? And then my in that situation, I was like, you know what? How do I how am I gonna deal with this so that I can don't I don't have to worry about this? And you know what that is? I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I don't give a fuck what nobody thinks about me. That also help with this podcast. Like, you know what? I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. And these are my opinions and what your opinion is. I don't give a fuck what you think. Cause you know why? At the end of the day, I'm gonna still sleep. I'm gonna still eat. I'm gonna still live. I'm good. You know, what you, your, what's your opinion of me? It don't matter. The only people's opinion of me that matters are the ones that are really close to me and my family. Like if, if my brother would say something to me, Reza, you or anybody say something like, like would try to check me. I'm like, all right, I need to check myself. But anybody else is probably, they're just jealous. or They're probably just like hating on me anyways. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, did you get to this point this mentality because in your 20s maybe you did have like goals and dreams and ambitions and you found that you didn't like not being present because you always kept thinking okay what's the next move bingo what's the next move that is the next move that is exactly it and it was like it was kind of a um like a domino effect because you're so focused on like i need to do this i need to do this i need Mm -hmm. to do this when you set those goals when i said don't set goals the reason why i said don't set goals is usually when you set your goals you're not going to always make them most of the times you're going to fail that's Mm -hmm. just how life is you're going to fail more than succeed in life Mm -hmm. and if you're going to keep failing you start becoming like damn like i'm not good enough like why do i keep failing? why does this keep happening to me so how do you eliminate that just eliminate the whole entire thing in general I'm going to say this. My dad recently told me something like this because what Jesse is explaining is I talked to my dad about some of these things and he mentioned this because he knows I'm an overthinker in the past. I've been overthinking a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with as I get closer to the big 3-0, I'm st- you're, all your 20 just flashes through your head yeah. like every day and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? It's just how it is. And my dad literally tells me, he's like, Jay, when I came to America, I did not have any idea what the heck I was doing. Because I came here, I was like, oh, I can work here. I'm going to just work here. Oh, this opportunity happened, I'm going to take this opportunity. Oh, I can do this, I can do this. He goes, I never thought so far ahead. Because I might have thought two, three months ahead. That's it. Yeah. Like, there was a time my dad, my mom and dad were like, yeah, we were about to go to New York. And they were like, oh, can't go to New York. We're going to stay here. Oh, we got to stay here. Oh, maybe go to D.C. Nope, we're not going to D.C. Fine, screw it. And it was just like... They never thought too far ahead, and they just stayed as present as possible. And that's and they that's literally what they told me. I wish they. I'm not gonna say I wish they told me sooner, but I. I I'm not gonna say, yeah, I kind of wish they told me a lot sooner because now it, them telling me that is a lot free, and they're like, don't worry about the money like that, and be as present as possible. Bro, you can always make more money. If yeah. money's your <clears throat> issue, don't worry about money. You can make more money. Yeah. The most scarce and most important currency that we have in this world is time mm-hmm. not money you can always make more money you could be dead ass broke today and you'll make more money tomorrow you know what i'm saying and i think about it like if you dwell in the past the past only brings depression if you if you dwell in it if you dwell in the future it's only going to give you the anxiety how do you eliminate both of them don't worry about the past don't worry about the future just worry about today and you know you mentioned mel robbins i don't know if you watch a lot and she talks about like indecisiveness or what's stopping you from doing things she does something that i try to adopt a lot now she's like if you have a decision in front of you that you need to do count back from five five, yeah, five four three two one and just do it the five second rule yeah the five second rule it makes life so much easier like sometimes you'll painstake over like jesse knows sometimes i'll be on yelp trying to find some place to eat i'll find something i'm like five four three two one just go here screw it like yeah. it's it makes life so much easier and yeah, I use that method to start waking up early because I used to like <laughs> I used to wake up and I'm like, man, I'm in bed. 
And then I start counting down to five. And by one, I'm out of bed. You're out of bed. I'm it helps bed. so much. You're like five, four, yeah. three, two, one. I, go. I have, I have another example of why this, another reason why I did this too, right? Um, I think in my past, um, we'll take it to dating. A lot of guys, I know, fall victim to this, right? You start talking to a girl, you start getting attached, you really like them, and in your mind, you start coming up with scenarios. You start thinking about the future. Oh my God, like, <laughs> uh, what is it gonna be like to date this girl? Like, what are we gonna do this? Am I gonna be the parent? Like, all, all these things, you come up with all these scenarios with these women, right? Subconsciously, it affects how you act with that girl. Like, okay, as a woman, okay, I'm gonna ask Angela since you're here, this is perfect, okay? You're talking to this guy, right? You like the guy. You could definitely tell the guy likes you. And all of a sudden, he's like really likes you. And he starts to become like really attached to you. He wants to hang out with you every single day. And you're like, dude, take a step back. Like you're doing way too much and we're just starting, correct? That happens very often in the yes. dating world, right? Yeah. And you can feel that, right? And because you, you come up with all these scenarios in your brain already. And you're basically like, because your mind is your reality. So if you're coming to, if you're thinking about all these things, you're trying to make it into reality. And girls can feel that. And it's like a turnoff. Like, dude, this guy's getting way too attached. He's doing way too much. You just need to relax and chill pill. And it kind of like, it'll kind of like turn you off and kind of like make you run. Because that's way too serious, way too fast. Correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So that's why I said, <laughs> especially with like dating, that's like a perfect example. Like, Stop worrying about the future. Just, like, worry about today. The whole, like, what are we? Worry about what are we when what are we comes. Don't worry about what are we now. Yep. It'll come when it comes. And let, let it happen organically, yep. as Angela said. Let it be organic. Yep. I think, um, you know how it, it took you 10 years to... Bro, it took me more than that. I think it took me, like, 30 years to realize that. So I feel like it's a, it's a learned thing. Everyone ta always talks about, yeah, let's be in the present. Uh, we can agree with that saying all we want, but to actually really focus on being here right now, it, it, you you have to do something. Like, like you have to tell yourself every day, hey, look, what 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 can I do today that's going to, you know, make me happy, right? And I think a lot of people, and it's, it's funny you say this, Jesse, because since I turned 30, my whole 20s is like flashed. Same thing with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it happens much, it, you, the you, closer you get to it. Yeah, I'm like 29. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't start hitting him. Is, is, your, like is your 20s one. flashing? <laughs> you know, actually, my 20s is flashing, but more so in the way of like, fuck yeah, I had a great fucking time. Yeah. I'm hella excited for my 30s. Now I'm like, I'm damn priming. Yeah. I'm like, life is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, my 20s are flashing, and I'm sorry, but the way that I see it is I went through everything in my 20s, enjoyed it, mm -hmm. yeah. youthful as hell. Mm -hmm. my and I was like, dang, now I'm like even more ready. Yeah. So. My 20s were very fruitful. You know, I've, I've had great relationships. I've traveled a lot. I went backpacking. Like, I had a great job. Everything is, was good, right? And I have to be honest, Jesse, I'm glad I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying just to give me a different perspective because since my 30, since I turned 30 last month, a lot of my thought process, every, I'm dead ass every day, I have been thinking, okay, I got to level up financially, man, because I'm not just taking care of me anymore. I'm eventually going to want a wife one day. I'm eventually going to need to buy her a ring. I'm eventually going to have to pay for a wedding. I'm eventually going to have to buy a house, right? And all these thoughts seep into me and I'm like, I'm not where I should be. And that's where the sadness comes, right? And the antidote to that is two things, right? 
one is being grateful. I was talking about being grateful because I really do think that a lot of people underestimate the ability of what it does when you literally every night before you go to sleep, write down, I'm grateful for X, Y, Z. That's an antidote that used to work on me in the past. Just lately, it's just been a little bit harder. But I think just constantly reminding myself that, yo, I'm good right now. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, right? Like everyone around me is taken care of. I'm just worried about the future people that I'm going to take care of, mm -hmm. right? The future things I'm going to have to buy. And that's where the anxiety comes in. Um, and needing to like come back to here, I'm putting all this pressure on myself, and I think that's why I've been kind of sad the past couple of weeks since I turned 30. Um, it's because of that. So I'm really glad that you you shared your perspective on on how you know we should think. I think what you're saying is on the spectrum for me uh, is on one side, whereas like when you were like, oh, I don't have any goals, ambitions, da da da. I know what you mean by that. I know that you're not some couch potato. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do shit. Yeah, yeah, I like, got you. I understand. Yeah. Completely understand. But I think for me, it's like the middle ground for me is to be able to, okay, Reza, what can you do today to get to where you want to go eventually, right? Like one step at a time. Mm -hmm. um, but anyways, uh, sorry to digress. I think uh, we want to hear Angela's Angela and Brad. answer. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, you need to repeat the, the question? You good? Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> there's something that you should or want to be doing right now, but you're not. What is stopping you? Well, always it'll be me, myself. Is who's stopping me to get yeah. to where I want to be? Well, what is something I want to do? Like, have you ever thought, oh, maybe I want to start an athleisure brand one day? Like, <laughs> no, wanna, no. You know, anything of no. that sort? So, so, that's, so <coughs> the reason why what Jesse was saying was interesting for me was because until late, I didn't have goals. I didn't set things. I didn't care about the future. And I was very, what's today? What is today for? Present. Um, yeah. And until I would say I turned 29, so like half a year ago, I realized, no, I need to look at life through the lens of what is tomorrow? Where do I want to be in five, 10 years? Make some goals. And so I think I'm not my whole life was I like that, but I definitely think for my 20s, I lived it like, um, who the fuck cares? Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. Like just to my fullest. And so for me right now, it is myself because literally I'm trying to figure out how do I get to being someone for my partner where we can both be sustainable, healthy, flourishing together. And because now I look at it from the lens of um, I can't just live selfishly for myself and not give a damn. And so now it's trying to figure out what are the things I can do to actually have a future and to have some a foundation, a system in place that works not just for me, but the, the person I want to spend forever with. What does that look like for you? Like, um, is there anything specific thing that you're willing to share? Yeah, well, absolutely, of course. Um, so things about myself that are keeping me from getting to where I want to be is my, my own... I would say characteristics, certain things that I know about myself that I need to change. But growing up, I just always thought, mm, like, it's just who I am. It's, it's Angela's world. You you accept me for who I am. Yeah, that's that. But you know what? Like, those are the flaws of you that you know are the hardest to work on and that you actually have to dig deep. And so 
currently I'm doing the work to be able to catch automatic behaviors where it's like, no, that that's the old me and that doesn't serve me because this is who I want to be. Yeah. So for one thing, it's definitely like my temper for one. Like that's something like, no, like I'm a 29 year old adult. I, I should, I should be able to pick and choose when I want to react in a way that does not serve me. And then two, financial stability, financially stable now, but in the future where I, I want growth to grow a family, to, to have whatever. I'm not there. My partner's there. I'm not there. And so for me, it's like, okay, I need to get there. And by doing that, it's just like you were saying, what can I do today that gets me one yeah. step closer? Mm-hmm. So I think those two things, emotionally, in, like emotional intelligence, that's what I'm working on. And then like, tangible financial goals okay yeah good answers uh, just to build off that if you think about it like if you're building like a house right a brick house if you're looking at it from the outside goes damn that's a lot of bricks i world had to lay i like, think about it from like you're a lot i feel a lot of people like will just look at go imagine life like like a building a brick house like you look you become overwhelmed like that's a lot of time that's a lot of like mm-hmm. bricks like that's a lot of things i got to do to yeah. build that yeah that's the wrong way to look. You got to look from a microscope. He goes, you know what? It don't matter. I'm just going to go brick by brick and yes. see what happens. Yep. That's yes. basically under the analogy what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. when you live life, he's like, you know what? Who cares how the house is going to... Like, I, this okay, This is the vision. This is the vision. But you know how I get to the vision? I'm just going to enjoy the ride and not worry about the difficulties. Yeah. I'm just going to go out there, put one brick at a time, and see where it leads me. How long it takes? Guess what? Because I can think of um, one perception, like me in my 30s now, one issue that I dealt with was like, dang, I'm so much more behind than everybody else. Then I realized, I was like, dude, why am I worried about me being behind everybody? I'm I'm only behind because I'm using somebody else's life as a template of what I need to follow. Then I realized like, dude, like, why am I doing that? Why am I comparing myself to other people? Like, to, there's two things that I think every person, a young person, or people in general should, should follow is A, don't compare yourself to other people, and B, don't give a fuck what other people think about you. Yeah. You know why? I, I realized that when I snapped out, I was like, dude, I'm on my own timeline. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm functioning in the time that I need to function in, right? I'm on time. I'm on my own time. Yeah. Right. You and like I show said, up on a date with you. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty minutes late. <laughs> yeah. So and, and sorry, like, baby. I'm on my own time. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say this. Jesse is constantly actually trying to be more on time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Is. Like I said, you build life brick by brick. You build a house brick by brick. You yeah. build the life day by day. You don't worry about like fucking next week, one thousand, like ten years from now. Everything will take care of itself. That's actually how I get through prep. Like I've talked to her about it. I'm like, yo, I still got. At the time, it was like five weeks left. I'm like, I feel like shit. I was like, how the fuck am I going to get through this? Like, I can't be doing everything that I'm doing, training, cardio, nutrition, sleeping, getting my steps in. I'm like, it's overwhelming mm-hmm. when you think about how much time you have left. But then I literally just do it day by day. Like, I perfect the things I need to do every day, and then I just wake up and just do the same shit over again. Brett, I have a question. I um, Wait, do you want him to answer your question, though? I do, I do, okay. but I want to, before we get to that, about prep, um, how much of this is your is your passion, right? Because I, I'm, I'm getting out of this idea that your passion is something that you have to love to do 
right? Because I was looking for that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, is I, I was asking myself, is there something that I can do and like to do that there's some parts of it that I don't like? Yeah. Right? I feel like with prep, it's hell, right? Yeah, it can be. And... Can be. <laughs> Toward the like, end, it's just, not bad. Just, just like from the outside looking in, right? We see the chiseled cut... <laughs> Adonis, Adonis, right? Adonis. Right? Adonis. We see that, right? But unless you went through that or have experience with friends who went through that, um, we don't know how hell it is. Yeah. How much of this do you love, Brad? Like, I mean, it started honestly. with just liking or loving training. Okay. Like, I've been training since I was like... Like, what, like strength training. Strength training, okay. yeah. Since, like, I was a freshman in yeah. high school. So I'm 33. That's, like... 20 years okay. or something, like pretty consistently, mm-hmm. um, besides like getting injured or whatever. You would say that you're not passionate about bodybuilding. You're passionate about strength training. Is that, well, is that a fair The strength training is a focus on like okay, bodybuilding. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I think I got um, like addicted to the results. Because um, you see like, you know, you look in the mirror, you're like, oh shit, like I dropped like three sure. pounds or whatever and I look different. So then I was like... Um, I got addicted to just seeing change. Okay. And then a little bit of it is knowing that, like, barely anyone can do this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I like yeah. the idea of knowing that, like, not many people can do what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And still, you know, there are days when I wake up, I stand up, I'm like, I'm fucking lightheaded. <laughs> and I want to sit back down, but, like, no, I need to get up. I need to go on my walk. I need to go eat, weigh my food, train, do cardio, even when I'm tired and I don't want to do it. Because those are the times you need to be doing that shit. Are you, compa- are you passionate about competing? Yeah. Yeah? The hyper-competitive person. Yeah. I, I think, so I got into competing a little bit because I was big into football. Like, you know, we played yeah. flag football at yeah. Mason and the FXA and all that. And I needed something else. <laughs> okay. I needed something else to be competitive in because... Okay. I think football, I'm a little, I'm just reckless and I'll just lay my body out and not care. But I I just, yeah, I'm getting older. I needed to find something that wouldn't wreck me as bad. And uh, yeah, I feel like I just have to always be doing something competitive. I have a remedy for that too. What? So you're talking about competitiveness, right? Jay knows I'm I'm really competitive. Everybody here is competitive. I think as a guy, that's, that's part of what makes you, not a guy, but I feel like yeah, what makes you guys that competitive nature? So ego. So, so then, what's my competitive nature? I think from? all no guys and girls are competitive. <laughs> you were an athlete before. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You know, so. think about it. Like every every girl has guy traits and girl traits. Every just like every guy has yep. girl traits. Just the most um, the most biggest example. Girls, uh, what is what is a one trait is emotional intelligence. Women are mo- emotionally intelligent. That's a feminine trait. Men have emotional intelligence too. It's just to a lower degree. I would, I would say this. Everyone's competitive about stuff they care about. But yeah. True. Earlier, I said that I think one of the biggest vices is when you start comparing yourself to other people, right? Mm-hmm. You are oh, competitive. So when you are so when you are competitive, <laughs> like outwardly, most people are competitive with other people. So you got to like program yourself out of that and stop being competitive with other people. Be competitive with yourself. So you, you're able to build your life brick by or day by day when you're competitive with yourself say you just wake up and say it's not, instead of worrying about say hey I want to be better than Angela today right fuck this bitch like, I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to beat her today no nah, you got to be like no nah, I'm trying to beat me from yesterday you know what I'm saying like like I'm like instead of like comparing yourself just like just focus on being competitive with yourself and being a better person every day it's I, about progress I definitely yes. do I do both yeah 
I definitely am competitive with myself, but then also I look at, honestly, this is probably, uh, this is why I think I'm not shit all the time. I only compare myself to fucking Olympians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, they're fucking like, like their genetics are so crazy. I'm like, I ain't shit. But, but then I, know, I also am like, okay, I, I need to be better than I was yesterday. The comparison trap is only a deterrent to you if it stops you from doing no, it actually just motivates do. me. Yeah. Correct, which yeah. is fine, I think. A lot of people, for example, um, <laughs> you guys know Alex Hormozy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, he's a, he's yeah. a, um, he, he's a business guy. He's a business guy. He's and a business guy. He was saying how we underestimate the amount of volume it takes to be successful. Like a lot of people feel like they go on five dates and they should find the love of their life. What if it takes 500 days? A lot of people want their podcast to blow up after the 10th episode. What if it takes 100 episodes? So we compare our chapter one to someone else's chapter 40. And we're like, ah. Like, I, I get like that because when I'm editing content, I'm looking at people who I'm, look, I'm looking up to like cinematographers, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to be like that. So let me just not do it. And I got to that point before. But with you, Brad, I think it's great that you... Your standard are Olympians, <laughs> right? I think it's great that your standard are Olympians because I, I wouldn't want your standard to be those guys that's on stage with you. That's who you're trying to beat, right? Yeah. Um, he but, is going to beat them. What you talking about? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, Speak that um, shit into existence. No negativity. Manifest. Let's go back to uh, the question at hand here. Yeah, so what do you feel like you should or want to be doing right now? Um, stopping you? So, you know, like my hobbies are sports, bodybuilding, and then cars, you guys know it's like a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always wanted to start like a car YouTube channel. Actually, what's stopping you, bro? <laughs> probably um, oh, some dumb shit. <laughs> cool. uh, probably feel fear of uh, failure, and then I'm kind of like y'all know that I'm like kind of shy. Yeah. So I don't know how it would feel having like you know pointing the camera at my face and uh, like talking into a camera okay. and all that shit. I have a solution for you. What? Make it faceless. Yeah, I know. I, I follow some car people that do that. They, yeah. They the, just do, like, POV perspective. I'll say this about the shy thing. Um, and it's, a, it's weird because I guess it's not the same thing because I'm very comfortable in front of being, like, in the spotlight, I guess. It's just whatever to me. But it's just the same thing as working out, dude. It's just reps. Yeah. Like, the first time you walked in the gym where you – Repping once you were repping? No. Yeah, it's just, just reps. Yeah. And it's dumb, right? Because I can tell you that, but from my end, it's probably the same thing. It's just everything in life is just reps. It's like what you're what you're fearful fearful of, it's always the the solution is just reps. Mm-hmm. Brad, I better sure. see a car YouTube channel yeah. in a couple <laughs> of years, bro. Hey, start I've it, already bro. done so much to my car that it's I'm almost pretty much done with it. I'd have to There will like, always be another new. car. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'll probably always be doing something exactly that's so lit like man. with cars bro there's your answer yeah and i know there's a huge audience why don't you just make it about just your life in general and just you can do like bodybuilding too yeah just like i like i said um there's a guy i follow his name is naval ravikant and he says that to be the best at one thing is very very hard but if you're a jack of all trades good yeah if you're good at multiple things then you are the best at doing those multiple things because most people don't aren't have don't have multi talented skills because a lot of people are like oh you should focus on one thing, but like if you have a bunch of hobbies and you're trying to build like a personal brand they're like oh you like cars you like bodybuilding I only follow one uh, 
one guy who's into he's competed before and he does cars. Yeah, but he he mainly does cars now. But he's done some you know workout videos <clears throat> and bodybuilding stuff. And his perspective is different than yours. So how you're gonna say something is different than how he's gonna say something. How he mm -hmm. So it's going to be completely okay. Yeah. This is the same stuff I try to tell myself. That's why I can say <laughs> it. But Brad, no, you should you should definitely just yeah. start it. Yeah. Bro, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, um, well, so, so I guess this 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 podcast is kind of related since, like, it's basically saying like a camera in your face. And, like, right, right. Bro, low-key, I'm shy too. <laughs> bro, everyone's every, shy. Everybody's shy. Everyone's shy when they first do but, stuff. But, like, I'm telling you, yeah. like, the first time when, like, Reza was here for the first one, like, I was like, oh, shit, the camera about to go on. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, shit, I'm nervous. But I was like, after a while, like, once you get into it, like, a while, like, let me, you, you've had a camera on you all day. You feel shy right now? Nah, because I feel it's just us talking. Yeah. Just treat it's you different. Gotta, you have to you no, know, you have to treat it the same exact way. But you know what? This is gonna go on the world wide web. Just like if you start a YouTube channel, it's gonna go on the world wide web. What's the difference? Yeah, you're right. I also feel like it's a good thing that you want to do that because it shows your personality versus not saying like when you do post your TikTok clips and it's just like you flexing or yeah, or with music on top, people yeah. don't know who you are as a person. Even if you're like, oh, I'm shy, it's like that, but that's there's more to you than that. Like, right. there, you have a personality. You have something you can offer. So I'm shy, but here's my abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I contemplate posting some of the videos. I know, I'm like, I, dude, I, I know. I think I've talked to you about it. Yeah, you talk like, to me about it all the time. And, I, yeah. you know, it's like, I think the shyness is actually coming from, like, again, I, I can only speak for myself, but I know you might relate. The shyness for me when I was on camera, a lot of people would always say, oh, you're... When I tell them that it takes me 20 takes sometimes to do some of the content that I do, it's because I'm thinking, okay, is the other person who is watching this going to understand what I'm saying? Are they going to judge that I have curls on my forehead? Because if all, are they going to judge that like <laughs> shit that probably doesn't even like matter, right? Because everyone is too busy thinking about themselves. Yes, man. for sure. <laughs> so. Um, I always tell myself that whenever I get too down on like, oh, I didn't say this word correctly mm -hmm. or, oh, like uh, this angle is not right. No one gives a fuck. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, I'm not here to like push you to do the car YouTube. You do it on your own time. I'm sure. Yeah. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> but you know what people say? Like you're talking about like the perfection stuff. There's a saying people like perfection is just procrastination. Yeah, they're like, oh, unless it's per unless I the conditions like I have are to perfect. Do shit perfect. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. I, I am the same way and I realize it will never be perfect. And yeah. then you nothing will ever be perfect. There's gonna be something wrong and then guess what? You just iterate and you you improve that next time. And like we're talking about posting content. That's why I post those random stupid TikToks because I'm like yeah, it's I look just, forward to those though. Yeah, it's just like trial by <laughs> fire. I was like, oh, it sucks. Whatever, whatever. It's like they, it goes down the ether, <clears> and then someone else said, "When's the la what's the last TikTok you watched?" And do you even remember what it was? I'm like, nope. That's true. And that's what everyone's like. And then once you put that in your head, yeah. you're like, no one's gonna remember this probably. So screw it. Boom. Yeah. You know the perfection, um, the perfection syndrome is actually my therapist told me was a trauma response, and I was like, okay, explain. So during the early stages of my therapy sessions with this person, she asked me, what was something about your childhood where you felt like you weren't seen unless you did something correctly? And as with most Asian kids, if I didn't bring home straight A's during report card day, my mom wouldn't talk to me. Yeah. Uh, I brought home a B one time and she didn't talk to me for like two, three days. 
So, and you guys know I love my mom. And I think she meant well, right? Mm -hmm. Because to her, education is like the way to be successful. Mm -hmm. Because that's her reality. And she made that my reality. And ever since that day, I brought home that B. She didn't talk to me. I felt like I wasn't worthy of anything unless I was perfect at this thing, which is school. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I felt like if I wasn't perfect on my content, if I wasn't perfect with my friends and my relationships, that I wasn't worthy of being seen. So it's a lot of unlearning you have to do. I'm not saying that that's what happened to you. Um, but the perfection being procrastination, perfection is like disguised as procrastination. It's because you're sitting there and you're like, the conditions aren't perfect for me to start this thing, so I'm just going to wait. I think another thing is I've had some success with like building my social media mm -hmm. before in the past. Yeah. That now I'm like, I have like, to do it all like, over again. Am I gonna post this? Is it even gonna do well? Like I yeah. constantly think about shit like that. I'm yeah. like, mm, does it even matter? Like, should I post it? Should I not? Yeah. Like, is it gonna? Yeah, is it gonna do well? Basically, is what goes through my head. I I think that okay. Let me comment on that. Um, you have to. It's about consistency. It's not about one thing. It's about so you say like one post, just fucking post it. Yeah. Like just like every day, just just post something. If you want to, your social media below. If you do it, you got to keep doing it every single day. And guess what? If you do it every single day, it's a numbers game. One of them, a couple of them, two of them, three of them are gonna pop off. Yeah. But if you keep second guessing, so like you know what? I don't want to post this today. I don't want to post that today. Guess what? You end up not, never posting. And you end up only posting like two or three videos. You yeah, I didn't want to post it because I was like, I did not do it. Brad, bro, just do it. Brad, I remember, Brad, we learned this from you. That's the, that's the crazy thing because when you were blowing up or, yeah, when you, in, or a couple years ago when you were blowing up, you were posting more than any, you posted three times a day, remember? Yeah. I don't think so. No, I thought no, it was like no, three no, times a week. No, no, three no times you a did day. Sometimes you were twice three a times day. a day or twice, two to three times a day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You were like, yo, I, I post at 8 or like 9 a.m., then I'll post I had like one a formula and five. And it worked sometimes. Yeah, and then you were pumping. You just kept pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping, like constantly. Yeah. So, like, you you know the answer. You, you have your own answer. Everything you do now, like, you have to give your audience something to binge, right? So, like, one video is going to pop off. They're going to go to your page, and they're going to see, oh, this is what Brad does. They're going to see everything that you do. Now, in terms of, like, uh... You know, social media is, I think, could be another talk for another day. But I think we're talking about the mental blocks of <laughs> of yeah. uh, social media. And I think everyone goes through it. I'm sure even today, um, you know, when Jesse or Jay look at their podcast, I'm sure there's some things they're like, oh, this didn't go right. This didn't go right. But I love that you guys are posting so consistently. I love it. Every day when I see you guys have a new post, it's just this is what you're supposed to be doing. Brick you know? by brick. Dude, literally, the clips, I just brick. ripped through them. I'm just like, dude, yeah. screw it, whatever. Because before, it took, like, so long. I'm like, yeah, this text is not right, blah, 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 blah. Now I'm just, like, just just burning, just blasting I'm sure the it. hardest part about the clips that you post is actually going through this two-hour-long talk and finding, like, okay, which yeah. one which one is going to be funny, entertaining, da da da, da. I'm sure that's probably the hardest part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But people don't see that. Yeah, people know? don't care people as don't much as they give a fuck. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, wait, um, Angela has something to say. I don't remember what I have to say. Uh, <laughs> but one question that I did have is, um, do you think it's the amount of work and that you know the amount of work that it would take for your YouTube channel? And is that like a blocker? Yeah. <laughs> Doing like all element. this work and then it be for what? Mm. But I, I've, I mean, I've heard from like or watched other YouTubers. They say like you don't need to, yeah. you shouldn't do it. 
you know to try to, to blow up. Yeah, you, you need to do it just you know because the answer you, to that. Yeah. Just because you like to do it. Right? Yeah. So what you just said is exactly why I did this. Like honestly, I, I could give a shit about blowing up. What yeah. I care about, like these type of conversations, like I leave I feel like every single of these episodes that I shoot afterwards i go away like damn i learned something today i leave every single one of these episodes feeling so fulfilled having be able to have these type of conversations and then when i go back and i edit these videos and i watch what people say and i really take it in i'm like damn that was deep mm -hmm. and i take it back like like in the moment you may forget but like it's always like when i go back and watch because when i edit this i watch it like maybe two or three or maybe four or five times i learned that you guys are not that much different from me in terms of what we think about you know like I told you about how when I turned 30, I would think about the future so much about how to make sure that I create something sustainable for myself. Mm -hmm. And you told me your experience about how you had these thoughts at once in your life. Angela saying that, oh, I, I feel that way too. So sometimes you don't want to feel alienated. I'll be just kicking it at home, man. And just like, is anyone else going through this? Like, as if I'm this like special person who is the only one that has the ability to struggle. Um, but it's a good reminder that, you know, I'm not alone. And if I ever want to hit y'all up and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way, that you guys could probably have some empathy for me. I have one question then. For all you, for you three that are about to hit the big 3 -0. All right, I'm sure you guys have anxiety. Me and Brad don't count because we were past that shit. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's another year. So All whatever. right. Since you, guys are, year. since you guys are about to hit 30. And or have hit 30. Yeah, since you guys are about to hit 30 or, about, or already did hit 30, what is something that you would, like, tell yourself 10 years ago when you're about to hit 20 or somebody else is about to hit 20 or in their t younger 20s? What is a piece of advice you would give to them? Uh, invest in Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> Take your credit seriously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. Just don't think. Just go for the things that you like. Wait. The things that you go for now. Take that same energy toward everything. Because when I'm t when when you were t when you said you were twenty, I just lived every day like it was, and I did the same except the things that I actually cared about. And I did not take that same energy there. And so I was like, you know what? You got to just take that same energy. Be consistent with everything in your life. Just go for it. Just go for it. Who cares? Just go for it. But just, just to hindsight it, I would not tell my 20-year-old self that, actually. Because that 20-year-old self is not going to listen. Oh, true. <laughs> I would tell my mom and dad that when I'm five-something. I'm like, yo, tell him to go for it when he's a kid. Okay. That's it. What about you, Brad? You you if you were to give your, a, a young person that's 20 years old, around 20 years old, advice, what would it be? Just in general? Just in, It could be anything. What, just something that you would say, hey, Brad, what's your advice? Damn. It could be to yourself, too, when you were 20. I mean, I wouldn't have done the master's program. <laughs> <laughs> that's the don't. only thing I would have told myself, don't do it. It's not worth it. I think mine would be... Um, there are no guidelines that you have to follow. Like you, we grow up in a society where they make you feel like, you know, right after high school, you've got to go to college and then you have to get a job and then you should get married and then you should have kids and then you should have just typical American dream, right? Yeah. Um, and I think as being first gen here, I, I was <coughs> raised to believe that. So I think the advice would be like, no, and kind of what you're going through with your life right now, 
none of that matters. You'll get to where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But like, just just do life as you feel and the happiness mm-hmm. that you find. Be present. One hundred percent. Be present. Yeah. Yeah. If you're on your own pace. Yeah. I, um, I think if I want to be see, like, if I had my twenty mid twenties razor right here, um, I would tell him to try yep. everything. Everything that you've ever had interest in, try it, mm-hmm. right? Because I think I'm doing that now in the past year and a half. And even though I don't think I found what I really love yet, I at least know what I don't like. And that's also mm-hmm. a big step. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, uh, date women that like you. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys, no, no, no. You guys laugh. But it's true. Like okay, we, that's ten, true. we tend to only... We're so fixated on dating girls that we like. Yes. Right? But you forget, hey, date women that like you. Yes. And that's such a, a, a different mindset to be in because as men, we are programmed to be like, hey, look look what I can do for you. Like me. But it's the opposite. I have a lot to bring to the table too. Right? And so, yeah, that's that when it comes to dating. Date girls that like you. Um, and that that's very profound. <laughs> And, and number three, and the last thing I would tell this person is, man, it's really easy to say don't care about what people think. But the only way to get around that is to do the thing, is to have something <clears throat> that you care about that's bigger than what other people would think about you, right? So if you are pursuing something, like mental health for men is huge for me. And I've never been brave to talk about it because I didn't, want people to think that I'm some like know-it-all or that this is like a very feminine thing to talk about right and now that I know that yo this is a big issue I talk to a lot of guys a lot of men in my circle in their 30s now late 20s that wish that they took care of their mental health sooner that wish that they had someone to like guide them I didn't have that right um and I think a lot of the reasons why we care so much about what people think is because we just don't have anything that we're doing that is bigger than that. It's bigger than ourselves, right? Um, so I think I would tell those, that 20-year-old those three things. But, you know, in hindsight, I'm glad that my 20s became how it was because I don't think I would be as wise as I am today. I mean, I don't think any of you guys would regret anything that happened. Like, Brad, I know you mentioned about... That's probably the only thing I regret. Which is go get your masters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even like, yeah. Even like relationships, I would keep yeah. all of them. Even the ones that hurt, because I feel like it builds it builds character. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the masters, huh? But <laughs> just the masters. but but okay, okay. Let me challenge you on that, right? The bread at that time felt like that was necessary for him to catapult into whatever it is that you thought you wanted to do at that time, right? And then you figured out, damn, this didn't pan out. What was the other option at that Brad? Like at Brad at that, that age, what was the what was the alternative? Rather than, I mean, in hindsight now you can say, yeah, yeah, don't. I do don't it. think I did. Yeah, that was the next step. That, that was I the next I step. Needed, right? Yeah, I but, needed to do. Yeah, like Angela said, there's no template, right? Like there's there's nothing that you did in your twenties that I'm sure. I know you say you regret getting the masters, but I would like to say that hey, I think you were supposed to get that. And low key, that's why I said that mm-hmm. like. No matter what you do in your life, because early in this podcast, I said that if you look at the last 10 years of your life, everything worked out for you. Even, yeah. at, the, even at the moment you thought of the bad, like you said, like you regret your, your master's. It didn't matter if you got your master's or not. 
everything still worked out for you. You're still breathing. You're still doing good. Yeah. Bro, you can go to this, even though you're on prep, you, you can easily go to the store and like, what you're craving right now? Go get <laughs> it. You want a waffle? Go get a fucking waffle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. Everything worked out for you. Everything works out for everybody. And that's why, as I said, nobody should ever worry. Don't worry about your future. It'll take care of itself, bro. When's your, pre- when's your competition? In, uh... Uh, two weeks and then three mm. and a half in for the big one. Yeah. I'm trying to get that Thai food with you, bro. The what? I'm trying to get food? that Thai food with you, man. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Don't oh. worry. We'll get it. We go. <laughs> hey, I'll get it multiple times. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I can never get sick. <laughs> hey, man, you're right about that. But I mean, you, I was going to one last thing and you said about mental health. I just want to let everyone know that mental health isn't like, I feel like you're talking about men's health, men, men's mental health. And as guys, we think we should have like solved instantly. But it's not true. It's like it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. It's like your mental health is like a physical health. It's not like one day you're like, I'm perfect. I don't have to worry about this anymore. You have to worry about it every day. It's just I feel like there's so much stigma around like men going to therapy, men like talking openly about what it is. And maybe it's easier for me because I wear my heart on my sleeve and I've always been that way. Right. Um, I've never been one to repress my emotions. Like if you guys want to hear something from me, you'll get it from me. And I, I, I want to always promote you know, this positive culture by letting, especially men, because mental health isn't gender specific, right? Both genders should always take care of it. And I would like to argue that's the first thing you should take care of. Everything else will follow. But I've always believed that, oh, when girls go to therapy, it's like, all right. But when I, I remember one time, bro, (laughs) I was like, yeah, uh, I'm in therapy. There was nothing wrong with me. Nothing was going on. I just go because it's important to have a third impartial party to listen to, like, you know, how you think. And this ex-former friend was like, are you depressed? Like, why does something have to be wrong with me for me to seek out help, Mm -hmm. right? Professional help. And I want to break that stigma because the best thing I can do for everyone around me, you guys included, is to be the best version of me. And I don't think I can do that unless up here is right. That's why I go to therapy. Mm. That's why I do the content that I do. That's why I do X, Y, Z. And, you know, I don't go and announce this stuff, right? I just told you guys, obviously. But, you know, that's the goal, man. And and I always preach it, you know, whether people will get sick of hearing it or not. You know, it's going to be something that I wholeheartedly believe in because it's going to sound super corny and cheesy, and I'm sorry, but I do want the world to be a kinder place. Right. And I think the only way we can make that happen is if we take accountability to be nice to ourselves first. We say a lot of self-deprecating thoughts <laughs> to ourselves, <laughs> don't we? So before we end, I would uh, Reza, you did say that you think that he can serve, can save world. Wait, he can save world peace, correct? <laughs> Let's end on that note. Explain why you think that and um, we can end it there. I think that E has the ability to, because what happens on E is that the receptors in your brain get like flooded with like serotonin, right? Like you guys obviously know that anyone knows. I think that if it's used in moderation and if the U.S. didn't schedule one it, it has medicinal purposes because it lowers inhibitions that let people block thoughts about themselves that aren't great, right? Um, 
for the research that I did for the PTSD veteran folks, they say that the sessions of NBMA allowed them to see the world in a positive light rather than the life that they lived when they were on the battlefield. That is like the extreme, right? For us, we're not at war. With on ourselves. The yes, but we're at, like we're at war up here, right? And I think if <laughs> I think if everyone was given like, you know, just small little dosage, uh, <laughs> I think when we are at raves and we're all nice and kind to each other, is it wrong for me to want to believe that that's the world that I would like to live in, all the time? And Blur. of course, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But not going to happen. But when we're raving. Right, we're at these shows and we're on that stuff. If I asked you guys, isn't this nice? Wouldn't it be cool if it was like this all the time? Like, you know, you're right, yeah, right. Oh. E- even for that two, three hours of bliss, yeah, right. Wouldn't it be nice to want to be here all the time? I was, but that's not the case. I was, I will say this. One of my coworkers told me this recent weekend end after this. He said. He's, he's a Caucasian male, and he loves Asian food. And he told me this. He said, he looked me dead in the eye. It was very random. He said, you know, there's three things that can can uh, cause world peace. He goes, it's food, music, and dance. And that's all people need. That's all. That's it. And that's raving, basically, minus the food. So, but I, I, I don't want to. I, I want to say, sorry, one last thing. I, I say that I'm not like, <laughs> I don't want to seem like a fucking addict. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just what E has been able to show me that your brain is capable of doing without the inhibitions like call your mama (laughs) 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 Um, that that's my perspective on it and i do recognize that living in that world all the time is not is not realistic but it would be nice wake and pop (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Every day. Pop. Every day. All right, guys. Yeah. It's, it's, it's we do not condone that. We do not condone that. <laughs> we don't condone drug usage. All right. Any final thoughts, Angela? No. Final thoughts, Brad? No, that was good. All right. It was really good. Dang. We got lost there, but uh, thank you guys yeah. so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed our wonderful guests, Reza, back from LA, old friend Angela, and our boy from Texas. Brad, <laughs> everyone wish him luck. <laughs> he gonna take it, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Next he gonna time he's gonna it. be, he'll be a pro. But, hey, but when people see this episode, it's already gonna be put, put after the show. So after, after the show. Oh, okay. So, anyways, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace, peace, peace. bye.